Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Awesome, and welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here. This is Podcast 453. As we get into Persuasion, Negotiation, Influence, we talk about some subconscious triggers. How do you persuade below or underneath the radar? What are you doing that's repelling people? What are you doing that's attracting people? What are you doing that's annoying people? <laughs> Let's talk about all those today. Hope everyone's had a great week. I was in Alabama this week doing some training out there, helping supervisors become managers, managers become leaders, and leaders become more charismatic. A little bit of all of the above. We focused on the personal development, the learning and growing. And let me just say, when you believe in your team, you're providing the personal development, and it could be anything from a book of the month to an audio to a training to a coaching session, especially those who do a lot of the same type of work every day, same type of repetitive work, doing something new, different, learning, growing. You know the study that those who are learning and growing every day, more optimistic, more enthusiastic. They feel like the company believes in them more, but those who don't learn and grow every day become very negative, pessimistic, doubtful, and believe every conspiracy theory out there. Well, I don't know about that last one, but it sounded fun to say. Make sure you reach out to me at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. The website is MaximizeYourInfluence.com for everything you need from your free Persuasion IQ assessment to the free book, Max Benfluence, pick up the free edition. Just pick up a little shipping and handling and everything you need, even getting access to InfluenceUniversity.com, all the information that you need. So let's start it off with the geeky Scarly article. This comes from Boston University School of Health, University of Washington, and the journal JAMA. This one's interesting, caught my eye. It's going to lead into our topic about subconscious triggers. That when they are looking at hot days in U.S. cities, I mean, some of them get pretty hot, especially when it gets really humid and hot. Shootings rise on hot days in U.S. cities. Now, I'm sure there's a correlation around the world with hot cities, but this specific study was specifically on the U.S. And they looked a lot at the big cities. And it didn't matter the time of year. That was the interesting. But when it was unreasonably hot day, I guess that would mean a, even on a spring, it was a little warmer than normal, that the study found that that could lead to a rush of gun violence. And so they did the research. They looked at that. And they found a consistent relationship between higher temperatures and higher risk of shootings. And count them, 100 of the United States' most populated cities. So the sharpest increases in gun violence were on hotter than normal days. Now, gun violence in the United States is one of the leading causes of death among children and teens. And it's a situation they said got worse during the pandemic, but the pattern was consistent across all the cities. Now, some say some cities are nicer than others. Some areas you're not supposed to be in, but across the board, gets a little hot, uncomfortable, shootings increase. In fact, that gun violence increased when temperatures soared within the 96th percentile. Well, the interesting thing about that, when you look at Seattle, that's 84 degrees. Vegas, that's 104 degrees. So I guess it's also what you are used to and how much heat you can handle. I guess logically it makes a little sense, but when people feel uncomfortable, irritable, bad mood, 
can't cool down, too hot, fill in the blank, that is a subconscious trigger where it just doesn't feel right. People are more likely to lash out, do dumb things. The gun violence goes up. So this is important for you to be in the right state when you influence and get your prospect in the right state. Again, when they're confused, overwhelmed, uncomfortable, too hot, too cold, too hungry. We know that judges give harsher sentences when they're hungry. Look it up. <laughs> we know juries in the courtroom during December, the holidays are a little more lenient. Look it up. I'm just saying all these things come into play. So I want to focus a little bit here on those subconscious triggers. We're going to dive into that as part of our content today. This comes from Emerald from Mexico. So you get the gold version for free of InfluenceUniversity.com. Check it out for sending in this question. But before we dive into that content, I also want to talk about our Persuasion Ninja. Go. So if you read Maximum Influence, the 12 Laws of Persuasion, one of the 12 Laws of Persuasion is verbal packaging that every word you use can attract to repel people. Now, sometimes you want to repel people, get rid of people, and have that type of a trigger or a trigger of fear. Sometimes we need to soften it up a little bit, depending on the situation. They can all trigger different feelings. Now, verbal packaging also takes care of how you use your voice, making your voice more persuasive, more engaging. That's all part of that process. So, driving home from the airport, I see a billboard. That said something like, do you really want to live in a used home? <laughs> and I got a chuckle because that's using an offensive word to trigger like, yeah, who wants a used home? And the reason it works is because used car. In fact, used car, they don't use that anymore. Have you noticed that within the car industry? No, there's no used car. It's pre-owned. It's pre-love. It's certified. That's the key. So they use it in the negative way. It's, yeah, you don't want to use home. I want a new home. <laughs> I don't want a used car, I want a pre-owned car or a new car. So ninja to them to use that package. But remember, every word that you use can attract to repel people. See, you're so close to it, it doesn't phase you. A lawyer says contract all day long, it doesn't phase them, but to the average person, sign the contract. That's why we say endorse the paperwork, autograph the agreement. That's just how it is. When people always use the words, you never, you always, has the wrong trigger. Kentucky Fried Chicken Changed their name. The word fried had a bag trigger. Pantagonian toothfish, very tasty, but nobody orders it because who wants to eat a toothfish? doesn't even sound good, but it's supposed to be really good. Now they call it Chilean sea bass. That's why pilots are trained to use their voice to inflect down, to, not to say crash, <laughs> on the unlikely event of a water landing. Not broke. Mechanical difficulties. They don't lose your luggage, they misplace it. You see what we're saying here that's so important. Again, you're so close to it, you don't even know. You don't even know. Quit saying leftovers, it's vintage cuisine. <laughs> Try that one out and see how it works. Hospitals don't say vomit, it's a protein spill. Police don't say, oh yeah, we had to shoot them, it was legal intervention. Congress gives themselves a raise. They didn't call it a raise. It was a pay equalization concept. I mean, we can get a little too ridiculous here. I get it. But analyze your words. Sometimes you might want to say, yeah, we're in a crisis. It's internal. You want everyone around you to know this is serious. If you're talking to a prospect or a customer, we had a few things happen. It might be the event. We can package it in different ways depending on the impact. Do we want a really intense 
feeling, a subconscious trigger, or do you just want to be like the dentist? Say, yeah, you're going to feel a little pressure. <laughs> yeah, hold on, put your seatbelt on, because it's going to be a lot of pain. So let's review a few. Let me say them, and in your mind, think about somehow you can replace these with, especially in the world of sales. Sign here, okay, the paperwork. Hey, when you buy today, hey, when you get involved, hey, tell me about your cancellation policy. Well, let's talk about our right of rescission. And a lot of big companies, are, they're no longer salespeople. They're business consultants. You don't want to be transferred to sales. You just want information. Are you on commission? Well, there's a fee built in for my services. How much does this cost? Well, let's talk about the investment. Do you take credit cards? Yes, we do take that form of payment. <laughs> See, it depends on the situation of the person. What's your problem? I would probably say challenge. What's your objection? Any areas of concern? Are you the cheapest? Yeah, we're the most economical. Are you the most expensive? Sure, we are top of the line. Is there a service charge for that? Yeah, there's a processing fee. Am I fired? Well, you're downsized. <laughs> Guess I shouldn't laugh at that one. Come on in, I want to interrogate you. How about an interview? Did I fail? Well, you didn't pass. Let me give you my pitch. Come on, let's be professional and call it a presentation. You see, the stock market doesn't crash anymore or there is a correction. Let's make an appointment. Uh, appointment, doctor, long time. Now time to visit, drop by. Even things like, you want to learn? How about discover? Let me tell you. Let me reveal. Is there down payment? Yeah, that's the initial investment. Even the smaller words like, if is not as persuasive as when, try is not as persuasive as will, could is not as persuasive as can, but that negates everything in front of it. Try to use and. Instead of information, facts pulls a little bit better. Furthermore, kind of big, kind of long, kind of collegiate, maybe, I don't know. I've always liked the word because. That's the power word. If you want to learn one word, it's the word because. Because it tells your brain, your subconscious brain, you're getting a reason, even if it's a lame reason. When Lane Langer did her study on testing out the word because, using it, not using it, there was a, over a 30% bump in people agreeing to do what she was asking them to do just by using the word because. It's just telling your brain, here comes a reason. Here comes a reason. And even if it's a lame reason, the numbers still tend to work. So with that, I want to get into the iceberg of subconscious triggers. Why an iceberg? Because 90% of the iceberg is under the water. You can't see it. The numbers have to add up. It has to feel right. But most of those feelings are below the surface. You don't even know they're there, where they're even coming from. You don't know why you're tense. You could have smelled something. Maybe you were the color. The room was all yellow, making you tense. Didn't even know it. Those are subconscious triggers. So the reality is, most of these subconscious feelings are under the radar. And here's the number. Two different studies. Up to 95% of influence, persuasion, sales, whatever you're doing, involves a subconscious trigger or feeling. When a stranger approaches you within seconds, I like them, I don't like them, I trust them, I don't trust them, I'm going to run, not going to run. It could be a variety of things from smell, color, gestures, to tone of voice, facial hair, can you see their eyes? Is it in a dark alley? Is it in a crowded place? Do they look like someone who's wronged you in the past? Do they look like a nice, gentle grandma who gives you warm and fuzzy feelings? It all matters. And people don't think about these things because they're usually too close to them or they're so worried about data dumping that they're not really reading the person. In fact, with a part of the brain that gets injured that just feels right, yeah, let's do that. It feels right. I like this. Again, the numbers have to work, but it has to feel right. When that part of the brain is damaged, people just can't make decisions. They give all the facts and figures of the world, and it just, it just never feels right. They just can't make decisions, and it paralyzes them. And that could be happening to the people you're trying to influence. So again, big picture we talked about before, the shootings and heat, 
I mean, it can be a function of all those different things. Are they hungry? Are they angry? Are they lonely? Are they tired? Is their willpower battery low? If you don't know what that is, go check out the archives under willpower. Are they full of those negative emotions like frustration, resentment? Is there fatigue, lack of sleep, stress, rejection, failure, mean negative people, pessimistic people? All these things can hurt the influence process. And that's why our brain develops these shortcuts. A best-selling it must be good. Blue, oh, blue pill must calm me down. A red pill is going to pick me up. Black pill, that's stronger than a white pill. We just know it works most of the time. We know when a friend recommends a movie, that's social validation. We know that that works most of the time. Every once in a while, they're going to recommend a stinker. You're like, really? But it works most of the time. So our brain follows the path of least resistance, these shortcuts. That's why I love what Henry Ford said. He says, thinking is the hardest work there is, which is probably the reason why so few engage in it. <laughs> we have to have these shortcuts. When you go to the store to buy shampoo, how many options do you have? You don't have time to look at each one and consume reports and ingredients. This one has wheat germ and this one has manure and this one is recommended here. We don't we have shortcuts. Is it the eye level? Is it the one that smells the best? Is it the color that pops the most? Is it the one you have the coupon for? The one you've always bought? Maybe you buy the most expensive, maybe you buy the cheapest, maybe you buy what's in the middle. These shortcuts. Again, they don't always work, but they do work most of the time, and our brain loves these shortcuts. And it causes us to do things that even surprises us. Here's what happened to me. So I made a goal to eat healthy, right? Beginning of the year, eat healthy, and that goal included no more fast food. So I was doing really well for a couple months, but then I was late for this meeting, this training, got to get there, didn't eat really hungry, long meeting. Oh, I could go to this fast food restaurant, I go to Wendy's. Instead of a double cheeseburger, I could get a grilled chicken sandwich light on the mayo. Yeah. Instead of fries, a salad. Yeah. Instead of a Coke, a Diet Coke. This is good. Can do this. I pulled up to the drive-thru, waited my turn. This young lady said, may I take your order? And without hesitating, I said, ah, I'll take a double baconator with cheese, a large Coke, and a fry. I'm like, oh, what just happened there? Because really, in my mind, I was going to get... A grilled chicken sandwich. Now I got this double bacon and it has 10 more calories or more than this bacon cheeseburger. So what hijacked my brain? Because really, I was going to get that. This surprised me. Well, they pump the smell outside for a reason. Supermarkets, bakeries, when they bake bread, 300% increase in sell when they pump it inside. Could have been the smell. Could have been a picture. Maybe it was a recommendation. Maybe I saw a commercial the night before that was running in my brain. Maybe I was so hungry. That's just, that's the default setting. You get a baconator. Maybe I heard somebody else order it. Fill in the blank. All these things come into play. It is real and a huge part of influence. So for the species whose thinking ability is separates us from the animals, we really don't spend much of our life thinking or reasoning. Most of the time we're stuck on cruise control because thinking takes up too much time and requires a lot of energy. I mean, facts, figures, oh, emotions, you just feel them. Imagine having to analyze every decision we make. It would overwhelm us. It would be too much. So our subconscious just has a way of interpreting the world, helping us create shortcuts, helping us feel, is this right, is this wrong? So when we're in the subconscious mode, our minds are primed to respond to persuasion triggers. We have to be aware of those. But learning these subconscious triggers empowers you to improve your persuasive abilities, magnifies your effectiveness in relationships, reading people, your parenting skills, your emotional intelligence, just taking the time. You're better than you think. Now, one of my favorite book, Triggers, the author was Joseph Sugarman. He also comes up with the 95% number behind our reasoning, behind a purchase, those subconscious decisions. 
He just goes on to say that most buying is done for a reason a person really hasn't formulated or thought out. It just feels right. Now, you might be thinking, no, the numbers, the analytical, that's important. You need that. But it still has to feel right, that they trust you. That's a subconscious feeling. So all this reasoning, let's get technical here, happens in our amygdala in our brain. So Joseph Ledoux, he's at New York University, says the amygdala allows emotion to dominate and control our thinking. The amygdala has control over the cortex of the brain. You know, what does that mean? Well, the cortex is responsible for memory, perception, awareness, thought, and consciousness. The amygdala stores our memories that we associate with emotional events. Everything that comes to your brain is tied between an emotion and a feeling. It's tainted. It's tied together. It's not separate. And I love what he goes on to say. Dr. DiMaggio says, we're not thinking machines that feel. We're feeling machines that think. Did you catch that? We are not thinking machines. We are feeling creatures that think. And the studies are clear when you show people videos of all emotion or all logic. And ask them, is this logical or emotional? All over the map. But they ask if they agree or disagree. Oh, if they agree, it's logical whether it was or not. If they disagree, it's emotional whether it was or not. Again, brain length shortcut. Sometimes the amount of information available is so overwhelming, we don't even want to attempt to digest. It's too much. So when we're bombarded consciously and subconsciously, all this information, our brain selectively chooses what to see and what to ignore. That's why when there's a car accident, there's, there's three, four, five, maybe six different versions. Our brain selectively sees what it wants to see. So what are some of your subconscious triggers? What are you aware of? That perfume or cologne of a past sweetheart or loved one? Is it good or bad? Depends on the breakup. Music that increases your adrenaline level, color that can make you tense or calm, someone you just meet for the first time, you like them, you trust them, the way someone's gesturing makes you uneasy, someone approaches you, makes you uneasy, the tone of their voice that just rubs you the wrong way, that can be a turn on or turn off, not connecting with someone because they act similar to someone you didn't like, they look similar to someone you don't trust. So understand this. When you talk about persuasion, influence, you have to have both, the logical and emotional. The numbers have to work. It has to feel right. You need to know that balance there of the logic of the emotion. Even if it's the most logical person you know, it's still the emotional aspect. It still has to feel right. And sometimes we think, well, it doesn't affect us. That's for other people. No, the feeling, that instinct, that urge could be a big part of it. In fact, go to YouTube and search Invisible Gorilla Study. I'll put the link at MaximizeYourInfluence.com under this podcast. So there's two basketball teams they are going back and forth. One team's wearing white, one's wearing black, and they're passing the basketball to other members of the team. And your job, when you watch this video, you're told to count how many times the white team passes the ball. So your brain is focusing on the passing. And most people get that answer correct. But what they don't realize, someone dresses a black gorilla, walks right down the middle of the game. Totally obvious, but people miss it because they're focusing on the passing of the ball. In fact, the gorilla even looks at the camera and beats on its chest, and most people never see it. So I've ruined it. Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. Show someone else. See if they pick it up. Take a look at it. It's amazing. Our brain selectively see and hears what it wants. And so as a persuader, you have to make sure they're feeling right. It's feeling good. They trust you. They like you. And you've given them all the benefits and the numbers and why it's a good thing to do it. Again, this is a variety of things. Music. Supermarkets, slower music, you shop 18% longer, fast food restaurants, faster music, we want you to eat faster, we need your chair. The word choice in infomercials are also known as an embedded command. 
by now you realize you're like by now by right now it doesn't even hit your conscious mind unless someone points it out some music scares you some music pumps you up sometimes it's symbols skull and crossbone a credit card logo increases sales the colors and food yeah green ketchup didn't do so well you're like oh that feeling right there that's a subconscious trigger a gallon of milk if you tank the plastic yellow, it'll last longer. You put food coloring in strawberries, it actually fires in your brain that it tastes better. So if you want to know more about subconscious triggers, check out Maxim Influence. Also go to the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Appreciate you being here. And of course, you want to email us to be an email at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And check out the link at MaximizeYourInfluence.com under this podcast for your 90% off of the 111 sales hacks. Three-minute videos. Here's the science. This is why it works. This is how you use it. Quick, fast, easy, tool a day, tool a week, whatever you want to do. There's actually more than 111. I've just been recording them over the years and have posted them online that you will have access to. This week, start thinking about those subconscious triggers. Be more aware of what's happening under the radar. Get more to the emotional thinking, feeling side because we are feeling creatures that think. So make it happen, increase your skills, become more influential, better negotiator, work on your mindset, and go out and persuade with power. 